2: Hello,
1: Douglas Mellard.
2: Hey, Doug Benson.
1: Did you hear top Doug? Doug Emhoff was at a school the other day and there was a uh, bomb threat.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, he got out safe. He he handled it well? Grace under pressure?
1: He seemed to, you know, they were like, go this way. And he was like, okay. (laughs) I mean... I'm just, I just brought this up because Top Doug needs to be protected at all costs.
2: True. Very
1: true. He's the best we've got out there. We need him. We need him representing. So <laughs> if you see something fishy around Doug Emhoff, say something
2: fishy. I guess somebody did.
1: Our guest today is a very funny comedian whose name I struggle with. how do you what do you how would you say it Doug how do you think it's pronounced
2: Gianmarco seriously (laughs) I just
1: yeah I think I bet you you're better at it than I am because I really thought I had it nailed and he was on Douglas Movies 12 Guests of Christmas last November in New York City he was a great guest but you know, we started off on the wrong foot because I really thought I was gonna nail the pronunciation. I even asked him about it backstage and I went out there and I fouled it all up, but I don't even know oh. what I said wrong. I should have done the research before uh today. But I can also just ask him. Yeah. Gianmarco Soresi. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I want to try too hard to put some sort of ethnic uh you know spin on it. Is maybe my issue. So we'll play that old game and we'll go, hey, what's your name? And then he'll have to say it first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Good strategy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just, he's going to know for sure that I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. But anyway, uh, let's go to work. Hello. All right, here goes. Welcome, Gianmarco Seresi.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: How'd I do? Did I get it right this time, finally?
0: Every time it gets better and better. Oh, good. Good. Oh, good. I've,
1: I've, you know, I get in panic mode because every once in a while a name comes along that I just can't uh, my dumb brain can't get it right. And that, you know, I convince myself to say it the wrong way all the time. I mean, I guess this happens with a lot of people. Cause you, you'll catch a lot of people saying Sally fields and it's, you know, it's just field without the S. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I appreciate you being here and, uh, you're on right now. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to plug before we get started? Uh,
0: uh, my podcast, The Downside, which uh, I, I had the pleasure of having you on. So uh, The Downside with Gianmarco Soresi.
1: You've had... Oh, no. Okay, that's how I'm going to try to say it next time. <laughs> 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 oh, no. The bar's been set too high. It's, I'm going <laughs> to sound ridiculous. But, um, uh, yeah, I did the podcast. So you've, you've had 50% of the hosts of... Uh, wide world of dugs on your show and uh 50 of us had a great time and we're uh, honored to participate and uh this is the, the two of you are meeting for the first time i believe
2: yeah first time what up great to meet you thanks for doing the show
0: yeah my pleasure
1: yeah, uh, Doug's in the Austin area, Austin, Texas. If you're ever down there doing comedy, I, I hear it's a hot spot for comedy. And uh, if you go there and need a couch, uh, Doug knows people that probably have couches.
2: Oh, we got a couch.
1: Oh, you got one? Would you yeah. add, at this point, I mean, you barely know each other, but you'd let him stay on your couch at this point?
2: Well, of course.
1: It's the brotherhood of stand up comedy, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Part
1: of it. Or do you, or do you have a couch Airbnb on the side? Like, is there a charge for
2: it? No, I I wouldn't charge you for the couch.
1: All right, I mean, I but, appreciate uh, when people offer up their couches, but I'm like, oh man, hotel bed yeah. versus somebody's couch with the dog <laughs> dog hair on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tough tough choice, but here we go. Um, call me Sophie. So. Uh, for the listeners, I first, uh, noticed Gianmarco, uh, due to his very funny, I'm going to speak about you if you're not here, uh, very funny Twitter account. And if I, you don't mind me asking right out of the gate, what was that? Oh, hang on. I'm getting a call.
0: <laughs> uh, this sounds like an old house hello? phone. <laughs> old school that was not a cell phone uh, yeah,
1: I'm podcasting all right i told him i'm podcasting and uh hung up on them because
0: that's a great excuse that's like the ringtone from like scream like it's from the 90s that was old. Yeah. it's just i only have a landline because you know
1: that's the only way i can uh you know it's just a security thing so it's like uh every phone call is just a robo call or a salesperson. And uh, so I just have a cheap phone. that's just plugged into the wall for, you know, if I do need, if someone does need to contact me via, via the land. So, uh, but it it goes off maybe once or twice a week, but it never fails to go off during, uh, during the hour here and there that I'm, you know, taping a podcast, but, uh anyway so you were i went over to the phone also while i was there i bit into it and it's actually a phone but i saw you on a show that was it on quibi
0: yeah yeah it was well well, it was never released on quibi so it was it was gonna be on quibi and then roku picked it up when uh quibi was sold for parts
1: i can't believe quibi had actual material they were holding back like that they had shows that they hadn't even released yet before it went down.
0: They, they thought they'd be on for a very long time. (laughs) That's for sure.
1: They were very confident. I think it like, it was like one old man, like seeing his granddaughter looking at her phone all the time and thinking they love looking at their phones. And it's like, no, that's what they're doing when they can't watch a movie on TV or on the big screen.
0: Some of these meetings, it's like, bring one 14-year-old girl in the room and say, hey, does this seem like a good idea? She'll be like, fuck no. Yeah. What are, you about?
1: are you are you going to watch this show about Anna Kendrick becoming friends with a sex doll? <laughs> That's only six minutes or so at a time.
0: All these 60 year olds in Silicon Valley are like, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to watch that. We're going to watch the fuck out of that show. Anna Kendrick <laughs> sex doll. And then yeah, they need to... Their- uh, it's a what a disaster, <laughs> what a disaster man How yeah, long it's it
1: it's funny too because it was people were ridiculing the idea from from jump it's not like they announced it and everyone was like this is going to be great and then it flopped you know like everybody was already extremely skeptical and uh thinking what is what is the point of that and um you know Good for them for trying, I guess. They, you know, they did make a lot of content, and some of it's pretty good. Like I've seen some shows that were on there that uh, I think turned out well, and I enjoyed watching you. And so Josh Grobin's the host. What was it
0: called? It was called Eye Candy.
1: <laughs> yeah, E E Y E, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Not I, comma Candy, and um, you. The object was you'd look at an object and say or not whether it was a uh, dessert or the actual object, like a phone or a washing machine.
0: Yeah, but the way that you, you uh, found out which it was, of course, you had to take a bite. So, oh, so you had to bite into, like,
1: metal objects to find out if it was food or not.
0: Yeah, and it's based on a Japanese TV show. And on that show, they had to bite into, like, a cactus <laughs> it was Americanized, so it was like a yoga mat. So the worst <laughs> thing is you can get into some foam or whatever. <laughs> a sweaty yoga mat or just a dry regular? Just a dry one. It was too. It was too nice. Too nice to the contestants. Uh
1: yeah, and I mean, I get why they thought, oh, this will be a perfect show for a, a channel where all the shows are only five or six minutes long per episode, because it does seem like a lot to watch in a half hour. But I think anybody that would enjoy six minutes of it would just watch every episode right away. It was in an hour. They've seen the entire series.
0: Sure. I mean, I think I, if you watch it, 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 it felt like it was as long as a feature film. That's how, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was, uh, it was weird because we, this was, uh, during COVID and it was like, so there's no audience. And so it was just such a they they introduced us and then they want us to be more excited but there was no audience to play off of so you yeah. just like a fool, <laughs> um, I uh, at at one point, Josh they they didn't include this. Josh Groban asked me if I won the prize money, uh, what would I do with it? And I said, uh, get this scrubbed from the internet. And he, <laughs> and he he whispered, "Me too, buddy. Me too." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i wish you would just sung it lightly me too um and what did you win
0: i won uh it was five grand i went all the way and i was playing against my friend and uh <laughs> we we agreed that whoever won we'd split at 60 40.
1: oh that's nice yeah but and wait, did you have celebrity partners or something?
0: Well, we had celebrity partners, but it was one of those moments where they were like, and here's the celebrities. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> who these people are. And yeah, they They are. They, they, well, well, one woman, she's a, a very successful actress, and it was her, her boyfriend or husband who was a very successful music person, but I knew neither. I knew Whoa. neither.
1: Oh, so they uh, husband and wife played against
0: each other on the two teams? I don't think they could have won any money. They had enough money or they were getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. When you go on these game shows, I was hoping they'd surprise and maybe I would be the celebrity. And these were regular. (laughs) Sadly.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, what's funny about it is because I already knew, you know, when I, when popped up on it, I was like, Oh, I know this guy from Twitter. He's a legit comedian. And, you know, so, uh, you know, we watched it from that perspective and I found it pretty amusing that you were, uh, in a circumstance like that where it's hard to be funny, but you still were. I, I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> I made the mistake. At one point, like during the opening, Josh Groban, they did that thing. Oh, you're a comedian. Tell us a joke. And oh, like, I, you oh, know, God. I feel so deep down, like this will not work, but something about, <laughs> it was just so weird. I, I pulled a joke. Of course it bombed. And I told, I told my friend, I was like, I'm so worried. They're going to include me that joke bombing. And he was like, dude, was two minutes long the episode is seven minutes there's no <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's gonna screw you you gotta really keep shit tight in those shows <laughs> that's like on their version of the fugitive you know i bet you keifer sutherland would have this long ass amazing speech and they go keifer could you shorten that to two words um I only saw one episode of their version of the fugitive and it wasn't bad, but it was just weird to only watch for, you know, just short shows. I just was not an idea, uh, whose time had come, you know, um, it's already hard enough for you to get people to watch your short film. If you make one, if you do break through, it's because of the uh, internet, you know? Yeah. Um, I could talk about this show all day long because you know, it's like you said, it's based on a Japanese show where like uh, the whole point is to be crazy, but then they try to hear they t- don't they don't try to act like the whole thing is insane. They try to act like it makes some sort of sense. And they uh, didn't hire somebody like Josh Groben. So every budding game show host out there is like, he's a singer. Like when he said to you, tell a joke, I wish you'd say you're a singer. Fuck off. <laughs>
0: I I was trying to be you know you go on these shows and you're like I want to be kind of cool or I want to be funny but they they kept coming being like guys more more energy more energy and before you know it you're just like kind of making a fool of yourself so I tried to be slick I tried to be a little sassy um and then when you so I won the first round and then it's just me they bring me to like a, a bowling alley where I have to guess five things that are potentially made of cake and uh one of them was this big uh uh what do you call it with this big bowling pin and it was cake but when i took a bite into it there was a gigantic brass ring in the middle a brass like tube to keep the thing up and i almost chipped my teeth on this thing oh, <laughs> and i had to act all cool on camera like oh solid brass that's cool fun surprise <laughs> and me and Josh dance. <laughs> It'd be terrible
2: if your, your prize money went to the dentist. And yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet you somebody must've had some sort of mishap if they were really doing, you know, if that's how they were operating, like the things that are food should just, you know, you should be able to just smash right through them. Like they shouldn't have a, <laughs> a brass ring inside, unless it's like you want extra money for hitting the brass ring. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, like, that'd know, be
1: fine japan
0: fun. <laughs> the game shows definitely seem like yeah if you lost a tooth well that was your risk entering the game show in japan but in america we're we're a little safer with these things that's why they're more boring here that's why they don't work here we're just we're just too cautious you see those jacks like oh my god someone's gonna die <laughs> yeah they bit yeah out.
1: they really they throw themselves into it they really uh Uh, There's an intensity there that uh, you know we can't match. Never. Um, Oh, thank you for entertaining all the questions I had about uh, eye candy. (laughs)
2: I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna hashtag it. I don't know how much you've talked about it anywhere else, but uh, I would love for this to be the definitive place for people to go to hear about your experience on eye
0: candy. So you really don't remember the name of your uh, person that you was playing uh, on your team? It's so it's so embarrassing that I that I don't. She's a (laughs) major HBO actor. Um, I'm looking it up.
1: Was it Zendaya?
0: (laughs) I want to know how many people like actually have watched it, whether it's just you. You, me. And the actor, well, you know, you it's free
1: on the Roku channel, which you get if you if you have a Roku stick. Um, so that's how I watched it. But I also watched there's a show with Will Forte and uh what's her name from It's Always Sunny. And um no, oh it's called Flipped, and I really like that a lot. It's also got Andy Garcia and uh some other
0: her name is, is Jamie Chung. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she was she was very nice. Look, we she she brought me to the finish line, and then uh, her her husband, fiance, boyfriend maybe they got divorced after this episode, Brian. <laughs> oh, because
1: he was the uh, on the other side on the other team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember him or the fact that they were married. Uh, she's in all the, you know, she's like the bride in the first hangover movie, the one that gets uh, jilted by Doug.
0: Look, yes, that's is, right. we are probably 5,000 bucks for a day. shoot. We we're probably the, the highest paid actors on Quibi's entire network.
1: <laughs> I know that they, you know, that's the thing is I know they went pretty low budge and, you know, that's, they could probably afford. Uh, To pay that because, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have an audience. It's just the one set. Uh, I heard Groban will just perform for if you have objects that turn out to be cake, he'll just perform for those. (laughs) He accepts those as currency.
0: Um, I would do anything uh, to know how much Groban was paid because
1: he was paid in Bitcake. (laughs) 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 How much do you? He was paid. If you had to guess,
0: I would guess is probably a week's worth of filming. I feel like a million dollars.
1: Whoa, good lord! Quibby had That's a pretty good payday.
0: Quibby had cra- There was something about Reese Witherspoon. You know, she had some show where she narrated animal documentaries and was getting yeah. five million or something. Quibby, Quibby was like a billion dollar venture. Yeah, oh. a lot of money going
1: into it, but they also, you know. We're making just by making shorter shows, as long as they weren't too elaborate. That's that's cheaper than full length shows as well, you know. Like, so
0: yeah. yeah. Perhaps the first thing I did was I called whatever number I had from the shoot. I was like, "Hey, am I still getting the prize money?"
1: <laughs> yeah, they they uh, I guess they are obligated, and you did get it.
0: Yeah, with these game shows, you sign because I guess it technically qualifies as gambling. So yeah, they sign uh it was a huge document that I signed that I did not read.
1: It's a big deal cuz they also have like uh you know they, they can't pay you till uh, you know the air date. I don't even know what they would consider the air date on that show but I guess they paid you like 90 days after it was first available to people. Mhm. Roughly. I would imagine. Um that's what I always hear is the game show rules. You get paid 90 days after it airs, but they, they, like a lot of game shows, they record months in advance. So you really, if you really, depending on that money, you have to, you have to wait a minute. Um, I wonder if somebody that wins a bunch of days in a row gets a individual checks for each one or just one big check.
0: That's very interesting. I (laughs) like that jeopardy winner recently. There was, yeah, a woman who won like $1.4 million. I would hope that they give them gradually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know how that works because also they just, you know, they taped five shows a day. So when she was winning, it, it, you know, technically only took three or four weeks to do all, all those episodes, but like that was her job. Just sitting around all day at the jeopardy studios, just beating everybody. That's uh, really, uh, it's really impressive.
0: I remember finding um, like on survivor, they get paid like a day rate or something. There's some like you, part of it was just like, how do these, anyone take off this much time from yeah. their job? And I guess they get some kind of day rate or something.
1: Yeah, it's nobody, you know, there's maybe some people out there that are kind of struggling, but it's people that, you know, for one reason or another, they're either unemployed or can get away for, you know, a period of time and, you know, not suffer the consequences, but that's what drives me nuts about, reality shows in general is having to sit through the sequences where people miss their family and their children. It's just like, you know, you know what you signed up for, you know?
0: Amazing. I've just, I never watched survivor growing up and I just started recently and I went back to the first episode and there's an amazing part where everyone's getting a letter from their loved one. And I joked to my girlfriend, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if one of them didn't get a letter? And then sure enough, there (laughs) was this woman who got nothing. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> they astounding oh my god you've been this island for 30 days and i love that show i think it's weird that the prize is still one million dollars i just can't imagine winning survivor and then watching someone win who wants to be a millionaire and then being like wait they just sat in a chair for a <laughs> few minutes
1: yeah it's uh it's a lot more work any any of these shows where there's an elimination and living together and all of that it's uh it's a pretty brutal way to uh, to win the money because you gotta at some point make somebody you know mad at you if, if not multiple times. I'm watching the new Big Brother right now and it's just uh, the the stabbery that's going on con- continuously, and then everybody trying to make excuses for it. It's uh, that's the thing about reality TV being around for as long as it has is it's, it's like really showing how. There's really nothing new to it anymore. It's all the same stuff. It's just if you like that sort of thing, it can be pretty entertaining. But
0: I like it if well, one of the Survivor, one of those shows, like there was a special prize I mean, halfway through where you got to watch all the interview footage that people had been doing up to that point. Yes. Like, oh my God! Everyone on the show fucking sucks. <laughs> and and just yeah, just-
1: that's they don't do enough of that. Like on the current season of The Bachelor there's some behind the scenes stuff that is terrible that they just would not show. Like if the production showed the bachelor, like here's what happened, but instead they make him hear about it through other, you know, through eyewitnesses, but never gets to just see it happening. And so it's a, she said, she said sort of situation. It's be so much easier if the producers just showed him. Plus also so much fun to watch him watch the footage. Yeah and react to it but instead they just play it it has to go on forever where he doesn't he keeps being into this girl that you know is just a real you
2: know sneaky person um, oh, let's Cheyenne. talk about
1: what's happening
2: oh Cheyenne or whatever her name is Sine yeah oh.
1: <laughs> I keep thinking about what RuPaul says at the end of Dragway so Sashay away I keep thinking <laughs> of Shanae away <laughs> <laughs> Cause I can't stand her. Cause she's just a villain for the sake of being a villain. Like she's yeah. like, not going to last much longer. They're letting her stay longer just because, you know, they, they gotta, you know, let somebody stick around long enough for the, the next villain to sort of emerge. And then they can focus on that person. Like it's really, it's really become uh, repetitive on that show.
2: Yeah. She's so over the top. They should just give her like a monocle. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She'd look like she's trying to be Mrs. Peanut.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so growing up with uh I, I assume that you've always been uh Gian Marco.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh a stage name. I had a manager who wanted me to make it more Jewish, because I am, but how
1: do you even what would you even do to it to make it more Jewish?
0: I don't know. I'd probably like lean into the fact that I kind of look like Jeff Goldblum. So I would like kind of make people Wonder, like uh, uh, you know, Jay Jay Goldblum or something. Um,
1: oh, really? Go nuts and take change both first and last.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, they. I had those old managers, and they were like, "We're going to get you network meetings, and they're going to expect you, Marco Sarezi, and in walks Joshua Hyman Schwartz, and <laughs> that, like that's what's going to get in the way of my burgeoning career. So but i've i've always uh, I've loved my name i think i'm I'm a lot less Italian than my dad made me think I was when I was a kid right like way like I would not take a DNA test because I don't want to know
1: <laughs> yeah i feel I feel that because like my grandmother on my mother's side was you know quite Italian and so there's just so much being Italian talk and Else. It wasn't until I reached a certain age that I realized, well, every other person in my lineage is more like Norwegian. And, the, you know, the Italian's only like one quarter of it. And uh, I'm much more Norwegian, which makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> the Italian gives me the dark hair and everything else. And the Norwegian gives me everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Doug? Have we ever broke down your? Do you know
2: like... Uh, I'm a mixed bag. I'm a little bit of just everything European, basically. A lot of English, a lot of uh, French.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I could see you, like, you know, in the channel.
2: Maillard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It can get a real French spin on it if you really want to. <laughs> um, all right. So, so, so you yeah. didn't change it. Italian. You, that what about,
0: very what's Jewish. that? Very Jewish mom. Uh, she grew up in uh, uh, Long Island. I call it Little Israel. And um, yeah, her last name, her beta name was Rothkrug, which I guess is like German Jewish. But uh, yeah, she just, they decided naming name me Vincent Cerese. It's, it's like they knew the Nazis were coming back. And they just. <laughs>
1: I just, <laughs> uh, Vincent does really uh, I like that as a middle name you know it's got it's classy and you know like, but probably
0: this is the shit that my dad like so my dad told me at one point he's like well it's Vincent but in Italian it's Vincenzo so I would start telling people at school my middle name is Vincenzo and my mom they were divorced and my mom would be like no it's not Vincenzo your father what is he doing my I watched and this is i i watched the godfather when i was like in third grade or whatever and i started signing my test all my tests joe marco vincent My <laughs> <laughs> Dad thought it was really cool and my mom saw it and she was like what the fuck is this they were murderers like she was offended by it for some reason
1: well like, yeah because a lot of italians were like thought that that was you know same with sopranos when it came around like then it's uh, unfair to uh paint all Italians as mobsters, but I I don't feel like all Italians are mobsters when I watch The Godfather. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are not even Italian. Robert is not Italian in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like second in command, you
0: know? My dad would complain about that stuff too, but at the same time, they would embrace The Godfather. Who's getting discriminated against? Maybe there's some parts of the world where Italians are truly getting discriminated against because people think they're in the mob. But <laughs> in terms of like, you know, if we're going to rank all the hate crimes in the world, I think it's pretty low. It's-
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. But you know, it's just, uh, people, uh, there's just uh, loud people that, uh, <laughs> draw, draw attention to it. And then, You know, then the marketplace, I guess, uh, I guess decides. I mean, also at this point, it's not like if you're Italian, you have to wake up every day like another mafia thing, you know, because there's only been so many good mafia things and it's hard to be compete with the ones that already exist. So it's not like a, a bustling genre, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although, you know, I guess David Chase keeps trying to bring it back like. Did that that prequel, that Sopranos prequel movie, I didn't get around to seeing it.
0: Oh yeah, forgot about that. Right. They're, yeah. They're gonna make more. They're gonna show. Oh, what, what was Tony Soprano like as a baby? What was Tony Soprano like at twenty-two?
1: <laughs> oh, I thought they already made the baby version, and it's called Boss Baby. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so to get back into your name. Um, how often do people make the leap to, like, uh, think they can just call you Marco?
0: People always ask me, is there anything else I can call you? And I went through all the phases as a kid. I went through, when I was in high school, I was goth for, like, six months. I went by G. In college, <laughs> I went by GM. My dad still calls me Gianni. I feel like people who are really close to me, they can, they can call me Gianni. But, but you know, the, the moment you, give someone a, you let someone call you a nickname – that's the end. <laughs> don't bring me on stage as, as John or Gianni or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'll never get it back. So I, I fight for it. I would go just by John Marco if I could. I like that. Sometimes people think I'm being like overly formal. They say, what's your name? They're like, I'm like, John Marco. They're like, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm Stanley Nathaniel Third, And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's my first name. We don't, I wasn't trying to put on airs. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's like you're saying, like the, sh- the only short version that makes sense if you're going from the very start is the, you know, the cutesy with, a, you know, like basically like a name that where they just add a Y to the end. And uh, so, you, you know, you don't really have a short. That's why I assume people would just jump to Marco just because it's just hanging there at the end and it's more what they're used to and quicker to
0: say. I'll do it at Starbucks. I'll do a John or my dad's name is Mark. Just plain old Mark. So I'll use Mark or John for Starbucks. Anything. Mark like- is a tough one when you
1: have a mask on, I feel. Cause then they think you're saying like bark or hark.
0: I have gotten a bark mark. On a <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. We get, do- we get dog all the
1: time. We should go in with you sometime and see if we can get dog and bark.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but also like, If I was, if we were the kind of friends where I talked to you a lot and saw you a lot, it just feels like it would not take that much effort to get just get to Gianmarco every time. Just like what? You just get it going and it's not, it doesn't take that, you know, talking is not really a a thing that takes effort.
0: I'll tell you though, like I... (laughs) Whenever hosts of comedy shows, if they feel like if they seem stressed about it, I really I'm like I don't care. I don't care.
2: What <laughs> yeah, that's
0: fuck up. Because I've hosted shows before, and I, I just I, I don't think I would ever be mad at a host for fucking up my. Name. I get Giancarlo, I get Gianmarco Marco Scorsese, and you know I just say oh those Scorsese, I wouldn't be working this shithole, and uh, you know I have all my lines ready to go, so I don't really care. I'm over it.
2: Yeah, you can't it's it's impossible you just got to let it happen
0: (laughs) yeah and you know
1: if you're concerned about everybody knowing your name they're they're not they don't know you yet when it gets fucked up at the beginning so if you just say it at the end then then they're like i like that person and i just found out their name you know yeah and then it's still hard for people to you know they go home and then the next day they write a tweet about how i can't remember the name of the person i liked but they talked about cats or whatever you know detail that doesn't really help um so yeah so vincente that's uh that's fun right there named after any particular like did any of these names come from uh named after a specific person or are they just I names you both your parents just like, like the sound of
2: them i
0: think my mom had a babysitter when she was a kid named Gianluca Franco. Uh, spelled same G I A N. Um, and I always thought if I ever had a kid Gianluca and Luke for short that sounds nice to me. I like it. You know it's a pain in the ass but I like having a unique name. It's a- oh,
1: I think it's smart. I mean it, you're right. It's both things. It's it's you know cuz I have a very uh you know Extremely plain, simple name, fairly common, and uh, so there's less issues with spelling, of course. But then also just it's harder to feel special because I have to say, even though you got some people treating you like, oh, you're you're so fancy with the whole uh, Marco and the you know uh, middle name and Corleone at the end, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> you know you're already getting. Uh, what I think is sort of special attention. Ra- I, I, I think it has to being special rather than negative. Would you agree?
0: Yes, I do agree.
1: Yeah. So good for you sticking to your guns on your original name. I really feel like that also was, I don't think we'll talk to too many people that, that did a name change. I think that that's sort of where a lot of people are at. This it's just like, well, why? It's just an extra hassle to have, you know, another name. And to also have to explain to people all the time why your name's different, you know?
0: Well, wasn't it a... It's Nathan Lane. That's not his name. He changed it to Nathan because I think Nathan, his name was taken in SAG or Actors' Equity. Sure, sure. Playing Nathan. And, like, that's got to be tough as an adult to go to all your friends and be like, Hey, guys. <laughs> got to <laughs> change real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his real name? Uh, who, that's, he scrubbed it. No. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: It's impossible to find out, but I, I, you know, I assume cause didn't he play Nathan Detroit in one yeah, of those revivals of guys and dolls?
2: Yep.
0: That's why I did it.
1: Yeah. So Nathan is uh, that's pretty fun that he used a fictional name.
0: The last play I did was my character's name was Giovanni. So that doesn't really help me much at all.
1: Uh, Well, we need to go to a commercial break. This thing's been uh, humming along and I'm I'm well well overdue. So uh, we'll be back uh, with more after this.
2: There's something magical about
0: unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime, and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com.
2: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the
2: smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: We are back and it's time to ask Gianmarco uh, about Dougs. Have you, let's start with, do you have a top Doug other other than uh, speaking to right now? Have you?
0: yeah i would had say a big
1: doug in your life
0: yeah my number three doug <laughs> is, uh uh the my sketch team i'm on a sketch team called uncle function and um uh, his name's douglas goodhart and he
2: wow what a name
0: yeah yeah good name i don't know i don't think he really likes going by doug he's really uh adamant about keeping the douglas
1: yeah that's always uh that's always a real uphill battle but also I think tells, you know, says a lot about a person, uh, you know, cause Doug, I think does hit the ear of some Douglases as being, you know, person jumping to a nickname. And it's probably one of the quickest ones. Like if you say, you know, if they look at your, I get this all the time. Somebody will look at my ID and hand it back and go, thanks Doug. Like they'll do it. A complete stranger. will just see Douglas written down and then jump to Doug. Uh, so I get when you want people to call you Douglas. That's got to be a struggle. To, is he is he a ha- happy fella?
0: Uh, yeah. I think uh, deep down he's he's got some uh, some some rage, but he's, <laughs> no, he's a very happy. He is he is uh. I don't know if you watched Kirby Enthusiasm this year, but but there was uh, something about the middle or the middler, like someone you bring to a dinner party and you have them sit at the middle of the table because they can facilitate conversation and there was no one better than uh douglas goodhart he knows how man he he can talk to anyone i i was uh i went to some house party i brought like a date someone i'd been on two dates with wasn't really that into and i i almost i practically kind of dropped her off with douglas to talk the entire night and then at the end of the night i was like all right i'm we're ready to go he is he's he's the best wow be a bartender he uh band called douglas and the good hearts whoa he is a, so he really likes his name <laughs> yeah yeah good heart is a fun name and he's jewish too he's a jew um so maybe that's why he's my one of my favorite dugs um, do you think
1: his social media is at douglas good
0: uh it, it is but he deleted a bunch of it he's one of these uh he, he like doesn't like social media but we'll send you a bunch of links to videos on social media. And you're like, Oh, that's interesting. buddy." <laughs> <laughs> <It's funny. laughs>
1: I guess even if you don't like it, you still have to use it. Like if you're a musician, you know?
0: Yeah. The Douglas G is his Instagram. And you want to see his music. He's he's a, he's a great musician, great comedian.
1: Well, that's the thing is I, we're, you know, basically collecting Doug's over here. Or they're kind of few and far between. And, um, So, uh, you know, we're always looking for, we love having guests with other names on, but we also like to have, uh, Doug's on the show, especially to, you know, help push the brand that Doug's are not wallflowers and somebody's dumb cousin
2: or punchline.
0: Yeah. Do you, did you like that? There was that car? I mean, Doug, the cartoon was my coming of age cartoon that, That show was amazing when that was the, I was the perfect age for that show.
1: It had, I don't know. I can't speak for both Doug's, but in my case, it had zero impact on me because I just uh, would hear about it, but it was not something I watched or knew, knew much more about.
2: I think I was just past the age where I would watch it, I guess. But that said, people would just, whistle the theme song to me a lot
1: <laughs> it, was, it might have happened to me and i didn't even recognize it i might have just been um, like, why are people whistling at me
2: it's definitely happened to you
0: it was like for the age i was it was like an awkward guy who has a crush on a girl and it's like kind of it feels middle school-esque and uh then disney picked it up and all of a sudden like they went through puberty and it was kind of weird you're kissing and you're like i don't like this And then it became Big Mouth after that, I figure.
2: (laughs) Then there was penetration. It got real weird.
0: (laughs) Uh, But Patty mayonnaise, that was Doug's crush. I mean, I, I, uh, I liked Patty when I was the age that it was appropriate to like
1: (laughs) And why in the show, what, what do you think the reason was behind his last name being funny?
0: Cause, cause like he was, he was, uh, he was that kid. He was a loser. He, he uh, had told some jokes. He wasn't good looking. He looks like he's balding. I'm looking at the pictures now. I mean, he, yeah, he was suffering from early male pattern baldness.
1: I mean, can you imagine the target that's on your back at school when your last name is funny? You've got to be funny. <laughs>
0: You've got to date women whose last name is mayonnaise, I mean <laughs>
1: you have to make funny choices <laughs> uh yeah, that's just like uh, I've probably told this before on the show because you know the Doug cartoon does come up a lot, but uh one time I had a friend who was uh would uh have these afternoons as a like a big sister where she would uh you know take a girl uh out to do stuff and uh uh, a couple of times i met up with them for a little while somewhere and uh she would just call me doug funny but she'd also laugh at things that i was saying so i just thought the whole time (laughs) that (laughs) she just decided to call you know to use the name funny like that's my name just because i was funny so when i found out the his name i was a little uh you know, felt silly. <laughs> but then also he is a likable Marco. character, so I I do take it as a compliment still.
0: That's like if someone did that, they called me Jamarco Corleone, and I was like, Oh damn, I guess I'm just a badass. Yeah. They were just I mean, at Corleone, are there people
1: that just have that last name currently? I or is it or is it just fictional?
0: I imagine there's someone everywhere. I'm sure there's I remember, I think I saw Jenna Friedman was looking for someone who was named William Cosby to see if there was someone who kept that name. Oh, wow. I'm sure every name out there exists. Someone's someone's last name is Corleone. And I'm sure it sucked when that movie came out. I mean... There's
1: got to be some last names in the history of movies, though, that have never become like an actual last name because, you know, I'm certainly movie, weird movie words work their way into first name situations. But like as a last name, you know, it's just, it's just keeps being passed down from some time ago, you know, unless I guess it's the people who legally change their names to weird names. Then those weird last names get into the mix.
0: Every time I write like a character, if I have to come up with a name, I go through my, my Facebook friends and I just kind of mishmash two people I know. So so uh, every, every, everything in my stories, they are all real people.
1: Yeah, I guess in some movies and books and stuff, there's been instances where, you know, they, lawyers have to look into it and they say, no, sorry, you got to come up with a different name because this person will, uh, you know, this name will, will, will get in trouble with this name.
0: Yeah, they always have to add that warning in the beginning, what these are not based on real or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, these... Those characters are composites.
2: Yeah. Patty mayonnaise is not real.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. So um, that brings us to asking the question of John Marcos that you've known in your life, if any, is that, is that you've ever encountered one?
0: I once was at, I swear to God, I was at an H and M and I was in the changing room, and I heard someone yell, John Marco! And I, like, poked my head out, <laughs> and it was not for me. And I didn't see this guy, but there was another John Marco there. Whoa. At H&M. So all I know about this man is, like me, he was financially struggling um, because that's where he was shopping for his wardrobe. But other than that, I know nothing about him. But that's the only time I came so close. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh you know, obviously there's a lot more dugs for us to run across, but it still uh, uh still seems to uh happen, you know, kind of rarely. Um what about a Vince or Vincent? Have you had any of those in your uh in your world uh, ever?
0: I've definitely had some Vince's he was some guy who I went to a musical theater, a musical theater camp with once named Vince. And then he got super jacked. And now he's one of those guys that I think he's like just professionally good looking. Sometimes <laughs> you see these guys, especially in LA, I'm sure there's so many in LA where I'm like, what do you do? And they're like, I'm this good looking. <laughs> every deal gets offered to me for free somehow. And I'm on boats. And you're <laughs> like, okay. That's good. That's tough. Tough to stay in that kind of shape. It's, it's tough to stay in no wallet shape. And uh, I wish Vince the best, but we are very different.
1: Uh, is, is, do you think Vince is always, uh, anytime you hear it, it's short for Vincent? Or do you think some, uh, these days some people are going just straight to Vince?
0: I feel like if I was going to name my kid, I, I would want to give them the option. So I, I, like, I like having a full name with like a nickname even though that's not what I do. But uh, I like that. I like the option to like make it more formal if you want to. I mean, you got Vince that's, McMahon, you know, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yes. You do have corporate people that go by Vince. But yeah.
1: And like, uh, I think that was uh, Tom Cruise in the color of money. I think he was Vince. Um, but like, yeah, I don't. Vince, Vince always feels like it's been shortened for sports or, or, to be an announcer or something, like uh, isn't there a famous announcer? Like, oh, Vin Scully is who I'm thinking of. And if you say it drunk enough, Vin Scully, um, <laughs> it comes out as a Vince. Um, and then, of course, Vincent Price is the first thing I think of when I hear the name Vincent. I guess there's also Vincent Van Gogh. Yes, uh, you go. All I'm driving at is that when you bring up vincent does that send people off in all sorts of different directions
0: i don't do the vincent very often it just feels too much vincent to me is not italian enough compared to the rest of the name so like if it had been vincenzo i think i would use it more often but i really kind of bury the vincent i don't think i'm yeah out of the, the i mean vincent van gogh i do like that name Maybe that's maybe that's why he he cut off his ear. He was tired of hearing people call him Vince all the time. Oh, my my God. God. I shouldn't have let anyone do it. I let one person did. Now, no one will call me Vincent. Vince. Yeah,
1: that was his suicide note. It's Vincent. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this for the last time. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody. I saw that movie with Willem Dafoe and, uh and maybe even the one with Kirk Douglas. And I, I don't think anybody calls him Vince yeah, or Vinny. Hey, Vinny,
0: <laughs> did he
1: have it? Vinny, Vinny? What well... are you doing with that knife? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. He seemed like the kind of guy you, you approached formally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also the thing is our t- artists get away with that kind of shit, you know? Uh like like Picasso, it feels like he it was only acceptable to refer to by, by last name only, that kind of thing.
0: That's a great name though. Fuck Picasso. I mean Pablo's a great name too. That's to me, that's a perfect name. Pablo Picasso, I love a good alliteration, man. Wow, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. But here's another thing I didn't ever bring up to Doug and uh just remembering it, it's kind of weird. Have you, Doug Mellard, ever been in a situation where some sort of important document will say, uh, Doug, instead of Douglas or vice versa, like has the, cause I find that people think the two are uh, interchangeable. Like I've, you know, I've signed things as both Doug and Douglas and it never, nobody ever seems to be concerned. Have you ever had an issue with that? Never. It's yeah, it's, isn't it weird? It's it's like, crazy. Yeah, you, can just, you can just dip, but you can just go whichever one you feel like in the moment. Yeah. Everybody just goes along.
2: We yeah. Just, I get stuff to stuff all the time. Doug, like, or I'm sent documents. Like you said, that's yeah. Doug on it, which feels again, like you were saying, you look at a license, you see Douglas, they just jump right to Doug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It even says Doug on one of my important, you know, things, cards that I use because, uh, you know, they just did it. And I was like, it was too late to stop. And I was like, well, I guess if it's okay to have I kind of have two names. I'll, I'll go for it. You
0: know, I um, found out older that my birth certificate, John and Marco are two separate words, but they raised me with it as one word. Uh, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa. I'm getting my license or some shit. And then your parents are just like, Oh yeah, we forgot to tell you this. We forgot to remind you this, that uh, we lied to you your whole life. We, we to <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, to better together and then we did none of the paperwork so you hope it's not a problem but you never know when you're like you go to make your international flight and they go sorry it has to match exactly i i get nervous sometimes i feel like i don't know what the legal process is but i'm like can we just smush it together do we have to go to court to do this just delete that space
1: yeah it's uh it really is like uh you know like in that movie Brazil where all this horrible stuff happens to a guy just because they get their one letter off in the spelling of his name, uh, you know, and they think they're arresting somebody else. And, uh, you know, it's always, it always trips me out that, uh, where things are. Like one time I went to Canada and, you know, forgot to bring a passport, but everybody assured me, Oh, you know, your, your driver's license, from the United States uh, will be enough. They'll, they'll act like they don't want to let you in, but it'll be fine. And uh, so me and my buddy uh, who also didn't have his passport, you know, approach customs, he sails right through with his ID and they stop me and act like they're not going to let me in. I go, you just let my friend in and they, without, (laughs) without it. And they're like, yeah, but that's not you. You're trying to get in without it you know, like they really treated it like, you know, it's, you know, it's case by case. So we, you know, he must have had trusting eyes or something, but anyway, they, they eventually let me through anyway, but they definitely, uh, you know, made me feel it for a second. Like, Oh shit. Am I all the way up here at the Canadian border and I'm not going to get in. Well, you did, you got it. <laughs> i did or i was in canada i guess it was when you know when you get off the plane before they absolutely let you in when you're going through customs that's when that happened it didn't happen in you know in the states they didn't give a shit that i didn't have a passport um i'm sorry to say that we ran out of time we normally uh prepare questions specifically for our guest that we call the five and five but uh we've been uh, more often than not, not getting uh, to that part because uh, all this other conversation is so great. So uh, thank you for being here. And one more, let's do one more round of plugs. Let's start with uh, Doug Mellard. What do you have to plug?
0: I will be
2: in Oklahoma city at Bricktown opening for my pal, Dan Cummins. Ooh. March, March 4th and 5th. Go check nice. that out. And then, uh, it's a ways off, but uh, I'll be doing a benefit, a gala at the Commodore Perry Estate, April 10th, raising money for the Other Ones Foundation. It's going to be an awesome night. And Anthony from Queer Eye is going to be hosting. It's going to be a real fun night. That'll be here in Austin, Texas, April 10th. Check it out. Where? At the Commodore Perry Estate. Oh. Oh. Is that estate. Like, yeah, like,
1: Is that like outside of town or something?
2: Uh, I've never been. I, no, it's like middle of uh, right center of the town.
1: Right in the center of the town. This is this fancy estate where they're going to have this uh, show. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. A- April what? 10th. April 10th. All right. Well, we'll talk about it on the show some more. I've got plans on April 10th already, but I was getting excited for a second there because uh, it does sound like a good time. Gianmarco Sarese.
0: Yes. What else uh,
1: have you got to uh, promote, sir?
0: So I'll be uh, I'll be a part of Gilda's Laugh Fest. That's March 16th through the 19th in Michigan. I will be uh, uh, I'll be headlining Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles March 30th. Ooh. And yes, yes, and then uh, headlining Helium Indianapolis April 1st and 2nd.
1: Oh, those are all terrific places to do shows. People should definitely. Uh, Come out to see you. I've got all my dates at com, including uh, Sacramento, a uh, Doug Loves Movies taping on Saturday, February 19th at uh, 420 at the Punchline okay, in okay. in Sac. And uh, don't forget that uh, Wide World of Dougs has a Twitter account that is spelled out Wide World Zero Dougs. Uh, so follow us there. If you listen to the show, it gives us you know more of an idea who's listening and who's uh, engaged. And I came up with a title for today's episode uh, already, uh, and uh, I'll share it with you now. Thanks, everybody. As always,
2: Top Doug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. <laughs>